Welcome to God's Playbook with your host, Father Rico Passero. Let's play ball. Happy Sunday, friends. Today is the Lord's Day, the best day of the week as it always is. Welcome back to God's Playbook. Of course, your host, Father Rico. Today we continue our study of the different Eucharistic prayers. Yesterday we talked about Eucharistic prayer for reconciliation one, and today we will pray over Eucharistic prayer for reconciliation number two. Like the first Eucharistic prayer of reconciliation, this prayer can be used at Masses, especially in penitential times of Advent and Lent, and at times in which we need unity or reconciliation in the world and in our own hearts. So, like the other prayers, they always start by the priest directing his prayer to the Father. You, therefore, Almighty Father, we bless through Jesus Christ, your Son, who comes in your name. So again, the prayer directed to the Father through Jesus, who comes in the Father's name. The priest continues, He himself is the word that brings salvation, the hand you extend to sinners, the way by which your peace is offered to us. So this connects us to sacred scripture. He himself is the word. We know the beginning of John's gospel says, In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. So recognizing Jesus is God and thereby brings salvation. Jesus is the one whose hand is extended to sinners, showing that God moves first. It is not us who moves towards God, but it is God who moves towards us, and then we respond accordingly. The way by which your peace is offered to us. Beautiful language being used here. Do you see that? The priest then continues, When we ourselves had turned away from you on account of our sins, you brought us back to be reconciled, O Lord. So it's this recognition that we sin ourselves. We're not blaming Adam and Eve. We're not blaming others. We're not blaming the devil. The devil made me do it. No, I'm doing this. I've sadly done this myself. But it's not I, it's we ourselves who have turned away from you on account of our sin. It is God who reconciles us by bringing us back. The priest continues, So that converted at last to you, we might love one another through your Son, whom for our sake you handed over to death. So again, this idea of conversion, conversion means the changing of one's heart, so that we are converted back to God, we might love one another because of Jesus, whom for our sake God handed over to death to redeem us. So we are grateful, an attitude of gratitude. The priest continues, And now, celebrating the reconciliation Christ has brought us, we entreat you, sanctify these gifts by the outpouring of your Spirit, that they may become the body and the blood of your Son, whose command we fulfill when we celebrate these mysteries. So again, we hear the word reconciliation. It's Jesus who brings reconciliation to us, the forgiveness of sin. We ask that the Holy Spirit sanctify the gifts, transforming them into the body and blood of Jesus. That beautiful word, 
transubstantiation that just rolls off our tongues, right? Or the epiclesis, the coming down of the Holy Spirit upon the gifts. And that we fulfill Jesus' command when we celebrate Mass. Do this in memory of me. Jesus was very clear. He expects his apostles and his church to do this. And so with joy, that's what we do. Then he continues to say, For when about to give his life to set us free, as he reclined at supper, he himself took bread into his hands, and giving you thanks, he said the blessing, broke the bread, and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and eat of it, for this is my body, which will be given up for you. So again, it is Jesus' actions that set us free. He's reclining at supper. He's with his apostles. He takes bread into his hands, always thanks God, blesses and breaks it, and then gives it to the apostles with the same words. Only those words of consecration are the same in every other Eucharistic prayer. The rest is slightly changed. Then as the priest holds Jesus up for us to adore, we do so and reverence him quietly. Then the priest continues, In a similar way, on that same evening, he took the chalice of blessing in his hands, confessing your mercy, and gave the chalice to his disciples, saying, So again, night of the Last Supper, same evening, confesses the mercy of God, so everything comes from God, then blesses and gives the chalice to the disciples. Take this, all of you, and drink from it, for this is the chalice of my blood the blood of the new and eternal covenant, which will be poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in memory of me. And so the priest then lifts the chalice for us to adore. Then after he says the mystery of faith, to which our answer is one of those three responses we've talked about before, the priest goes on with the Eucharistic prayer as such. Celebrating, therefore, the memorial of the death and resurrection of your Son, who left us this pledge of his love, we offer you what you have bestowed on us, the sacrifice of perfect reconciliation. So again, we're talking about the death and resurrection of Jesus, the mystery of our faith in the sense of the Paschal mystery. We pledge his love to us, Jesus gives us his love while we celebrate Mass. And we offer to God what he has bestowed on us. This is the only sacrifice, friends, of perfect reconciliation. God will not accept animals. God will not accept money. God will not accept false promises from us. He will only accept the sacrifice of Jesus on the cross for our salvation. The priest then continues... Holy Father, we humbly beseech you to accept us also together with your Son, and in this saving banquet, graciously to endow us with his very Spirit, who takes away everything that estranges us from one another. Interesting language here. So we first ask God to accept us as individuals so that we are united with his Son, Jesus, and that at this saving banquet, this is not just a gathering of symbol. No, 
This is a feast of heaven and earth, this saving sacred banquet, to give us his very spirit. Again, that Jesus is to come upon us in a beautiful, powerful, intimate way. And that it is Jesus who is able to take away the things that estrange us from one another. The feelings of resentment, anger, frustration, whatever we might be feeling in a negative way, it is Jesus who can take this away. We invite him to do so, but we have to do our active part in participating in this truth. The priest continues, May he make your church a sign of unity and an instrument of your peace among all people. So the unifying nature of the church, that's the purpose of it, is to unify us from all different languages, nations, genders of male and female, wherever we come from, those with money, those who wish they had it, need not matter. We are all God's children, and the church brings us together and is called by God to be an instrument of peace. But also, the priest continues, may keep us in communion with Francis, our Pope, the local bishop, and all bishops, and your entire people. So again, the unifying nature of everyone who is in the church. We are called to be united in Christ Jesus, our Lord. The priest then continues, Just as you have gathered us now at the table of your son, so also bring us together with the glorious Virgin Mary, Mother of God, with St. Joseph, her husband, with your blessed apostles and all the saints, and with our brothers and sisters and those of every race and tongue who have died in your friendship. So again, showing that as we gather together, it's heaven and earth who come together. So while we can't see them around the altar, the Blessed Mother's there, St. Joseph is there, the angels and saints are there, and of course, God the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit are there, the most important people that are present at the Mass. But we also recognize that this offering is prayed for our deceased brothers and sisters, those who are in heaven that we don't know that are there, that aren't necessarily named saints, but they are saints if they live in heaven. We offer this for them and for all who have died in God's friendship. The priest says, with our brothers and sisters and those of every race and tongue who have died in your friendship. Bring us to share with them the unending banquet of unity in a new heaven and a new earth where the fullness of your peace will shine forth in Christ Jesus our Lord. So friends, so important that we focus on the fact that we must pray for those who are alive and those who have passed into the Lord's hands until we anticipate the new heaven and a new earth that God has prepared for us. And again, and everything and anything is united in Christ Jesus our Lord. The priest then lifts Jesus up and says the words, Through him and with him and in him, O God, Almighty Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honor is yours forever and ever. And we respond, Amen. So the beautiful language, the saving banquet, which takes away everything that estranges us, people of every race and tongue who have died in your friendship, what a great way for us to identify the need for reconciliation in our lives, in our world, and especially in our hearts. So let us continue to praise God 
for now Eucharistic prayer too, that is often used at a masses in which you may attend. For God's Playbook friends, I'm Father Rico. God loves you, and so do I. If you like what you hear, please consider supporting us using any of our affiliate links in the description below via Budsprout, Ko-Fi, or GoFundMe. Thanks, and God bless.